This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for Maundy Thursday, the 18th of April. Some things in life are too precious, too beautiful to be forgotten. So we keep the memory of them alive in all kinds of different ways. My house is full of memorabilia that I've collected down the years from pilgrimages and holidays and people I've met, all of which remind me when I look at them of moments that I can still cherish. But the greatest memory of the greatest blessing which ever came to this earth was the visitation of the Son of God in the form of man. His life above all lives is too beautiful to be forgotten. Hence we treasure his words in sacred scripture and the charity of our deeds in our daily actions. Unfortunately, this is all some people remember, namely his words and his deeds. Important as these are, they are not the greatest characteristic of our divine Saviour. The most sublime act in the history of Christ was his death. Everyone else who was born into the world came into it to live. Our Lord came into it to die. If then death was the supreme moment for which Christ lived, it was therefore the one thing he wished to have remembered, and he gave us the precise manner by which he wanted it recalled. The memorial was instituted the night before he died, when at the Last Supper, with bread and wine, he said, do this in memory of me. Ever since, no other command has been taken so seriously and been so obeyed. That is why the Mass is to us the crowning act of Christian worship. In Catholic worship, the altar is the centre of worship, not the pulpit or the choir or the organ or the priest himself. Its value and power does not depend on him who says it or on those who hear it. It depends on him who is the one high priest and victim, Jesus Christ our Lord. With him we are united in spite of our nothingness. In a certain sense, we lose our individuality for the time being and become absorbed in the reality of what is taking place as Jesus offers himself to the Father. The Mass is, for that reason, the greatest event in the history of mankind. The fact is, the sacrifice of the cross is not something which happened 2,000 years ago. It is still happening. It's not something past, but is an abiding drama on which the curtain has not been lifted. Furthermore, it is God himself who has given us the very pattern by which he wishes to be adored and worshipped. And the, the pattern is the Last Supper, the Jewish Passover, the context of the First Mass. Each year the chosen people recalled their enslavement, and in this God gave Moses specific instructions about how this should be done in a sacrificial meal that became known as the Passover. We connect that first Passover to the sacrifice of the Mass. They would have prepared by taking an unblemished male lamb with no abnormalities or disease. It had to be perfect. Then they had to sacrifice the lamb. They killed it without breaking any of its bones. This was done by the father of the home. Then they had to take the blood of the lamb and paint it across the doorposts of the home. This was done as a sign that they trusted God. They were obeying his commands and the destroying angel would see the mark of the blood 
and pass over, sparing those inside. After all this was done, they had to consume the lamb by eating its flesh. They ate this along with unleavened bread. It was unleavened because they didn't have time enough to bake. They had to eat standing up with staff in hand, ready to flee out of Egypt into their new freedom. Lastly, every year going forward after this, they would keep this Passover as a day of remembrance so that they never forgot. As part of the ritual, the youngest son would ask the father, why are we doing this? And the father would explain the story of the first Passover and how God had delivered his people. Now see how all of this is fulfilled in Jesus on this night. He is the unblemished Lamb of God, sacrificed with the shedding of his blood, with no bone of his being broken. His blood is smeared on the doorpost of the cross. As we consume his flesh, he becomes one with us, and his blood is smeared on the doorpost of our hearts. All this happened on this night as Jesus becomes the new lamb, the one who alone, definitively, can take away our sins. And he says, do this in memory of me, because he doesn't want us to forget. I can't conclude my remarks this evening without remembering another event this week, the sad conflagration we saw on Monday evening of the Cathedral of Notre Dame, Paris. But what has not been reported widely is the bravery of one priest, the chaplain of the fire service, Father Jean-Marc Fournier, who with great bravery entered the building to save the Blessed Sacrament. We're told that as he took our Lord from the tabernacle, he raised the Blessed Sacrament, blessing the roof, and soon after the fire abated. His example can inspire all of us priests. We are all called to risk even our lives if necessary, to help the Eucharistic Lord safely reach souls, whatever the cost to ourselves. So this sacrifice of the Mass brings together the whole of creation, the forgiveness of sins, and the anticipation of our future glory. And we are the privileged inheritors of this great priestly tradition. This evening, though, we put aside momentarily the priestly insignia, the priestly garb, and do as Jesus did, perform the great act of service by which, according to the Gospel of St John, Jesus instituted the priesthood of the new covenant. In this act of humble service, Jesus and his church shows us that all the power is ordered by the one abiding principle, that of charity, love. Not any kind of love, but the love of agape, which is the love which pours itself out in radical, sacrificial offering for the sake of the other. As Jesus does, as the disciples and Mary and the saints did, in imitation of his sacrifice. Let us pray. O God, who have called us to participate in the most sacred supper in which your only begotten Son, when about to hand himself over to death, entrusted to the Church a sacrifice new for all eternity, the banquet of his love. Grant, we pray, that we may draw from so great a mystery the fullness of charity and life through Christ our Lord.